everybody. Welcome to the Hallmarkies podcast. And we're excited today. We are here talking about Netflix rom-coms. It's going to be interesting. And I'm film critic Rachel Wagner and Natasha Alvarez is here. Hi, everyone. Hello. <laughs> Natasha, how are you doing? I'm doing great. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm in school holidays here. So we, we have a one week break. So that's awesome. So I get to wake up a bit later today. Oh, that's good. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. You, so you don't have like a longer three month summer, summer break like they do here in the no uh, no like yeah no we get like a june break so we get holidays in june and july Mm -hmm. i'm back in school uh and august is like all the way and then um september we get like a one week holiday Mm -hmm. so yeah so i don't know they they like to spread out (laughs) the holidays i don't know (laughs) something to look forward to i guess so we're like oh let's get to september yeah so Mm -hmm. yeah yeah yeah. So for people that don't know, you've been on our show a number of times, but you are from Singapore, right? Yep, yep. I am a small <laughs> country with no seasons. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. If you've ever seen Crazy Rich Asians, that's basically... Oh, yes. Yes, yes. Yeah. Great reference point. <laughs> <laughs> that's Natasha's life, right? Very no. exciting. <laughs> Totally, like, you know, I'm eating, like, satay all the time (laughs) (laughs) at that that particular (laughs) coffee place. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, So, did you have a fun uh, summer movie watching season? What do you you think? I I know you Um, said on Twitter you you haven't been feeling it that much. Yeah, I don't know. Like, what do you think? Like, I think that uh, I can only name, like... Like, you know, on one hand, I think the amount of movies that I, like, wowed me. I mean, there were some mm-hmm. enjoyable ones, right? You know, like the the Sevens and the 7.5s, right? That, you know, mm-hmm. are, are competent. They're, they're good films. But you kind of, like, review them. And then after that, you know, you wouldn't really remember them, I think, in years to come. Like, I'm talking about the ones that, you know, uh, like, still linger in your mm-hmm. mind. Yeah, after the year's over. I thought that last year there were so many of these films, but I don't know. This year, yeah, hmm. so far it's been about three, I would say. Yeah. Well, I, you know, I I felt that way at the beginning of the year through yeah. like April. Yeah. I, I, Sundance was basically a miss for me. I, I usually have at least two movies out of Sundance that I that ended up in my top 10. I didn't have any of that this yeah. this year. Uh, and a lot of the ones that other people loved, I was not a fan of, or I, I didn't uh, love. Yeah. Uh, like Cha-Cha Real Smooth and, you know, some other, other movies that I didn't love as much as others. Um, but I, but then I've had a bunch of hits, uh, but most of them are smaller movies yeah. um like i love marcella shell oh yeah Suzanne. i think I, yeah i think i saw your review yeah i loved that i loved apollo 10 and a half uh space age childhood uh did you get to see that that's on netflix which one apollo 10 and a half oh the uh richard the linklater later one yeah yeah um i love yeah, that i think i missed that yeah maybe i i need to go and circle back and watch that Mm-hmm. Yeah, I also loved a little movie called Hit the Road, okay. Iranian film. Did you ever get to see that? No, 
<laughs> it's really Maybe good. Maybe that's why it's been, it's not been great. <laughs> I have not seen any of these films. Okay. Yeah. I got a lot of work to do. <laughs> and her, like I said, mostly small. I loved RRR. Oh, RRR was great. Yeah, yeah. That's, so that's good. one of like that's one of like the top films for me this year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I love RRR. I don't know anybody who, who disliked it that actually watched it all the way through. Wasn't there that guy who was on Twitter <laughs> who said that he couldn't get through the credits or something? Yeah, you you watched fifteen <laughs> minutes of it, which is yeah. ridiculous. <laughs> And everyone was like burning him. Everyone was like shading him. Oh my god! Like if yeah. you can only watch fifteen minutes of RRR, then don't share it with the world. Yeah. <laughs> like it's fine if it's not your jam, whatever. But like, yeah. I wouldn't recommend it sharing that with everybody. <laughs> yeah, but just like you know, guys, like I'm not feeling it internally, <laughs> and then switch it off, and then yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. So yes, I I mean I loved I thought Top Gun Maverick was excellent. Yeah, for that kind of entertainment, that kind of yeah, uh, I I that's my favorite of like the blockbusters. Yeah, and, and then there's everything everywhere all at once. Yeah, that was good. That yeah, was solid. I loved uh, the Phantom of the Open. Did you get to see that? <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> see, this is the thing you. <laughs> You haven't seen the good movies. Phantom of the Open. It's it's, it's really cute. It's Ugh. about the world's worst world's worst golfer, uh, played by Mark Rylance and Sally Hawkins is his wife. It's oh really cute. Okay, okay, okay. I think I saw the like the media images. Yeah, but I did, I've yeah. not watched it. Okay, okay, okay. That's yeah. Good. Yeah, I, I thought you were gonna say Phantom of the Opera. Like Rachel, <laughs> what century are you in? Like no. <laughs> I did see okay. that in in March uh, in, yeah. in Broadway. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's some some stuff is just everlasting, right? It's yes. always good. Yeah, yeah. Um, I really liked uh the bad guys and Chippendale. Oh, the animated film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know me. I love animation, and I think this has been an excellent year for animation. I mean, like I said, Marcel the Shell, Apollo Ten and a Half, the Bad Guys, and Chippendale, all of yeah. my top ten. They have were all really good yeah 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 i agree yeah i agree mm -hmm. with those um and then rounding off not that the, we're talking our top tens but why not um my 10th favorite was uh the outfit did, did... oh okay i think that's where we we disagree i think <laughs> we disagree on that one. yeah, yeah, I thought yeah. it was so good i thought it was so clever and i'm not normally a mob person movie yeah. person but i really liked it and johnny flynn Oh my Johnny gosh, Finn I love good. him. Yeah, Ugh. yeah. But I spent like most of the movie trying to figure out where I've seen him from because he's in Emma, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, he's in Emma. His face is so familiar, and I'm like, where have I seen him? And yeah, I <laughs> went like IMDb him to like figure that out. Yeah. So he looks so different, right? In in Emma mm -hmm. and in the outfit, yeah. Yeah, I really thought it was clever. I really enjoyed the script and uh, the twists. Yeah. surprised me and I don't know I, I thought that was very well done and um uh yeah a couple others I I thought the lost city was really fun oh yeah I mean that's fun yeah I enjoyed, I enjoyed that. it yeah I enjoyed Sandra Bullock and uh Channing right yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah that was fun to watch yeah yeah um I liked Mrs. Harris goes to Paris did you oh see yeah, that? yeah 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 yeah, so cute. I, everyone's been talking about it, I, I think, right? On yeah. Twitter, I think I've seen, yeah. 
Okay, it's adorable. I got a lot. <laughs> Rachel, you just schooled me. You just schooled me. <laughs> You're like, girl, <laughs> you haven't been watching lots of films. <laughs> well, what are your three? You said there's three that have stood out for you. What are the three? Yeah, so I think it's Top Gun. Uh, mm-hmm. Everything, everywhere, all at once, and RRR. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah. Well, those are all good. Those yeah, are all good yeah. movies. And maybe the Nick Cage movie, I thought was kind of funny. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Unbearable weight, massive talent. Yeah, I thought it was. I mean, I thought it was. It it, it rolled out. I think in a, in a in a funny way. Yeah, I yeah. thought it was okay. Yeah, I didn't even need the whole uh, espionage part. Yeah, I, yeah. I think it could have just been them having this weekend. Together. Yeah, romance, right? Romance. So good. Yeah, that's yeah. So good. I didn't even need. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. So it's been an interesting year. Uh, there are other movies that I, I did not think I would like that I ended up enjoying. I I liked The New Father of the Bride way more than I thought I would. Oh, uh, we I talked about that it here too. on the podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought it was good. I, I also thought I wouldn't like it because I loved yeah. the original so much. But it was really mm-hmm. actually really good. It updated yeah. it really well. Yeah. Yeah, they they, they did. Um, I also like Bob's Burgers movie way more than I expected because I'm not a big fan of the show, but I thought it was really funny and yeah, I didn't realize it was going to be a musical. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And so that was fun. <laughs> um, I also yeah. liked uh, I Want You Back way more than I expected. Oh yeah, the the one we talked about. Yeah, yeah, the yeah that's right. We movies. That. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the- I- yeah, and I, I enjoyed agree. Elvis. What do you think of Elvis? I feel like it's divisive. Uh, I have not seen Elvis because oh, okay. I, I was planning to go and watch it with my husband, who has who is sleeping right now, by the way. So, <laughs> so that's the state of things. So yeah, we've been like saying, let's go and watch it. Let's go and watch it. But you know, we've we've not found the time. So we wanted to watch it together. So I've been waiting yeah. on him. Yeah, I think it's still showing here. So I'll probably mm-hmm. like try to see it at, in the theater. Yeah, I liked it. It's not perfect, but I enjoyed it. The performance is great. Um, yeah. Today's episode of the podcast is sponsored by W Rated, the podcast where we willingly watch the world's worst rated movies. Join me, Daisy. And me, Claire, as we break down the IMDb Bottom 100, choosing a different film from the list every episode. We take a deep dive into the plot, production, release, and reviews, usually with a special guest, to uncover if these films are truly as bad as everyone says they are. You can find us on Spotify, Apple, Good Pods, and anywhere else you find your podcasts. We are talking about Netflix. And the reason why we haven't brought up any Netflix films <laughs> is because they have not been very good. <laughs> yeah, They're people not- tuning in are like, am I on the wrong podcast? <laughs> is it like a 2022 wrap-up, movie wrap-up? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there, there's been... There was uh, the wedding season, um, mm. which we already talked about on a previous episode of the podcast, that was fun. I liked yeah. that one. Yeah. Um, but most of the movies coming from Netflix have not been good this year. They've been weak. The rom-coms, at least. Yeah, I agree. I agree. So, like, I, you know, yeah. and I always h- hate when I kind of lean negative on podcasts. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, but 
what are you gonna do uh but we decided we would talk about also some uh some other ones on the service that we enjoy to try to make it more positive but uh but i guess we should dive in <laughs> talk about these movies yeah. <laughs> i mean it's funny because people think it's oh it's so easy to make a rom-com but clearly there's so many on here that were not successful that uh it's not easy yeah yeah i don't know maybe the netflix needs us to write for them yeah or to give them Netflix, like something. We're available. Netflix. Yeah. <laughs> Netflix is like, whatever. <laughs> no, yeah, but you're, you're absolutely right. I think that, I mean, I, I would think that it's not difficult to do, you know. The formula is straightforward. Yeah. 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 But I don't know. Well, the first one we're going to talk about, this was on the 19th. It's called A Perfect Pairing. And it stars Victoria Justice and Adam Demos. Director Stuart McDonald, writer Elizabeth Hackett, and Hilary Galani, who Elizabeth Hackett, she writes a lot of Hallmark stuff. Oh, okay. uh, but it's LA based wine executive Lola starts up her own company and flies to Australia to secure a potential client. Lola finds herself working on the client's sheep farm under uh, Max in order to prove her proficiency. She secures the client and falls in love along the way. So what what were your thoughts overall about this one? <laughs> okay, I think I think I didn't understand why she had to work uh, at the station. Like I think mm-hmm. it was like a stupid business plan. Like that was her idea <laughs> of like let me impress this woman, right? And mm-hmm. and I she found was trying it... to get she was trying to get them to his sister, Adam Demos' yeah, sister, yeah. to uh, agree to allow them to her company to distribute the wine yeah. in America. I think. Yeah, yeah. So she was like, if she worked for, uh, if she worked for them, then she would win them over or something. But yeah, oh, I mean, this yeah. movie, it <laughs> it assumes that we have way more interest in wine. Uh, than we do and it's just it was so boring this movie just non-stop talking about wine and wine business and and when there's like an inevitable sort of betrayal of the wine business it's like yeah we're supposed to care and be super invested <laughs> and i mean so adam demos is one of the most handsome humans on this planet mm-hmm. he's gorgeous mm-hmm. yeah and he spends almost this entire movie in <laughs> the long sleeve shirt I mean that's how wrong they get this do they really think we care more about about the intricacies of international wine distribution than we care about Adam Demos I mean we watch this movie to see Adam Demos being super dreamy yeah not to have lots of intense discussions about wine <laughs> And yeah, and I don't know. And and they would have like these long conversations, right? Like the, the his vehicle, yeah. his Jeep or something was always breaking down. And they would have these like long conversations. And I will remember none of it because it's yeah. so boring. Like nothing they talk about is interesting. Like she talked about yeah. Pinterest at some point. I was like, what are you talking about? Like, um, I thought yeah, and they just... would get a bit interesting when they had like that pool scene. You know, there's like a, pool, a scene at the pool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and there's was, one scene uh, where he's like hauling hay. That okay. was a highlight. <laughs> yeah, that should be in there <laughs> somewhere. 
I mean, that was in the promo, but it was very yeah. short. I yeah. mean, I really am not asking much from this movie. I just want Adam Demos being dreamy and <laughs> them, like he, he did the one, I think with, um, uh, the, um, falling in uh, love in with love or whatever. Falling in love. Yeah. Falling with, in love. Yeah. Falling uh, in love. What's the name? The Christian Milley, Chris, Miliani. Yeah. Christina, yeah, Christina Milian. Yeah. And that one very simple they're just renovating this house they don't like each other at first yeah and then they fall in love as they're renovating this inn yeah and there's a goat yeah and he gets to be dreamy <laughs> that's all i'm asking for <laughs> and this movie did not did not supply it <laughs> i don't know and there was a lot of like sh- like shit jokes like yes. literal shit jokes <laughs> It's true. There were a lot. I was like, wow, it's like the the humor was super low, bro. I'm just like, okay, I don't think this is funny. <laughs> like seeing yeah. her, like, you know. Yeah, and I I thought that the sister was weird. Like she hired her because she thought that the brother would like her. Like what kind of weird business? Yeah, <laughs> yeah the sister seemed like from a different movie. Right? Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. Right. <laughs> it was like Oh, yeah. Like she came out of like succession or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> With her business suit yeah. and everything. Oh god. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> she was like, you know, let me plot. <laughs> let me hire this girl <laughs> to, yeah, you, you know. Yeah. You don't watch a movie called A Perfect Pairing for like this to be some like intense family business uh discussions and Yeah. I mean, you just watch it to have stupid, silly fun. Yeah. Yeah. And I think the supporting characters were also not memorable. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. there was, like, some, like, bullying going on on the station. And I was like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> and sure. there's, there was yeah. a movie on Hallmark Channel called The Perfect Pairing this year in yeah. January. It's not was great. That but it's oh, okay. better than this. <laughs> it's better than maybe, this. Maybe the title is cursed. <laughs> maybe, maybe. Yeah. It's a... A woman who is a wine critic, who a vineyard whatever critic, and yeah. she gets amnesia. Oh, she falls and she gets amnesia. Yeah, and she ends up getting taken care of by one of the vineyards that she had, vineyard owners that she had criticized heavily in a, oh. one of her reviews. Um, yeah, and it, it was it was fine. <laughs> okay, okay, <laughs> it was better than this. Watch that instead if you're if you're Johnson. In general, the wine movies aren't my favorite. Yeah, maybe they get a they little get serious about the wine, maybe. Yeah, they yeah. do. They take the wine too seriously. And as someone who does not drink wine or care about wine, it's usually pretty dull. Pretty yeah. Dull. Maybe there's like a whole subsector of like wine lovers who are like, yes. yes I think so. There must be. Yeah. There must be. Uh, yeah. If you hire Adam Demos in your movie, let him be dreamy. Yeah. Yeah. He's up for it. They gave him like the tortured kind of backstory. And yeah. I'm like, okay, <laughs> this is too long. Yeah, yeah. Kind of reminds me of the uh, the um, Alexander Skarsgård Tarzan, where I'm like, why on earth would we want to watch a Tarzan movie with Alexander Skarsgård and have him be in a button up shirt for like eighty <laughs> percent of the movie? <laughs> what? Wait. <laughs> At least there's a twenty percent. <laughs> Perfect prank didn't even give us like one percent of Adam Demos. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Oh man, uh, yeah. yeah. So I, if we're going one to four, 
one to four stars, let's say, for this, yeah. uh, what would you give this? I think I'll, I, I think I gave it a pass. So I think it's a two. Yeah. Yeah, I guess I give yeah. it a two. Yeah. But uh, I mean, yeah. it was disappointing. I wanted it to be a lot better than it was. Yeah. I think it had the formula to succeed, right? You know, mm-hmm. good leads. Uh, yeah, the story just kind of failed, I think. Yeah. So then on the 6th we have of May, we had Along for the Ride. And this stars Emma Passero and Belmont Carnelli and directors Sofia Alvarez, writers Sofia Alvarez, and based on the Sarah Dessen novel. The yeah. summer before college, Auden meets the mysterious Eli, a fellow insomniac. While the seaside town of Colby sleeps, the two embark on a nightly quest to help Auden experience the fun, carefree teen life she never knew she wanted. So this is our, one of our teen romances. Mm-hmm. Uh, what did you think of this one? I didn't watch it because you said it's not good. <laughs> <laughs> I trusted you, Rachel. <laughs> I was oh, like, Rachel you. said it's not good, so I'm not going to watch it. <laughs> yeah, like I think it appeared on my Netflix and I was contemplating it. But when I saw you, I think you tweeted about it and you were telling yes. me about it. So I was like, okay, I'm not going to waste my time. So I didn't watch it. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, it was just not engaging. I mean, there, there was some, they tried to... You have her in this town uh, living with her dad and uh, her, her dad has this new wife and a new uh, new child, new baby. And so yeah. things are super stressed and Kate Bosworth plays her, her stepmom and uh, her dad is frustrating. Um, he, uh, he gives up really easily on things. Uh, he's not very reliable and and so there's some stuff there that's like interesting, but the relationship was just such a snooze. I mean, they they're fighting insomnia, but they gave me <laughs> they put me to sleep. They cleared my insomnia. Oh, no. Oh, there was no. no there was no chemistry between them. There was no it was just a flat. It was just yeah. flat and dull. And uh and so the stuff when it was, she was more dealing with the family stuff that was more interesting and better yeah but i don't know just the any of the relationship stuff it was just not interesting to me yeah so i don't know i think maybe like sometimes uh they don't know how to like get the actors i think to create chemistry or how to shoot Mm -hmm. it so that you can see the chemistry like i think they just kind of depend on these actors having chemistry on their own maybe yeah and then i can see how it would be cute in the book the sarah dessen book yeah them you know hanging out at night and and uh and doing stuff but it just didn't translate well to me to the screen uh yeah yeah i mean it's not my favorite genre to begin with as far as coming of age you know teenage kind of stories but uh but you know when it's done well i like it i mean i loved uh, a book this year called uh better than the movies by lynn painter i had lynn painter on the um, podcast because i liked it so much and that's a teen love story uh but i i just absolutely loved the characters i thought they were great and yeah uh, so i highly recommend that uh but this they were just bland both of the characters didn't have any real personality i didn't feel like uh and no chemistry together so yeah i would give this one i guess I mean, I think I I should give Perfect Pairing like 1.5 because this I give it to. I think it's better than Perfect Pairing. Mm. 
Yeah. Yeah. It's not great. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay. So next on the 22nd of June, we had Love and Gelato. This is also based on the novel by Jenna Evans Welch. Uh, it stars Susanna Skaggs and director Brandon Camp. And it's Lena makes a promise to her sick mother that she'll spend the summer before college in Rome, where she falls for the city, the people, and the gelato. Ugh. Yes. So this is an, another teenage uh, movie. <laughs> and uh, I I feel like I'm the only person who liked this movie. I, it didn't get very good uh, reception. But I just liked Susanna Skaggs as Lena. I thought that she was really good. And uh, her sort of learning to kind of forgive her mother and deal with the grief and uh, kind of start to understand her father a little bit through the course of uh, the movie worked for me. I, I thought that the two romances were fun enough, uh, were cute enough um, in, you know, lots of uh, Rome. And, uh, and I, maybe it's helped by the fact that I went to Italy when I was 17. Um, oh. so a, a, a little bit nostalgia. I did not have a grand love affair in Rome, but Aww. I did go and visit <laughs> when I was 17. Uh, it's a, it's a beautiful place. I'd love to go back. I haven't been since, uh, but, um, uh, but yeah, well, I went on a, um, uh, there was a teacher at my high school that would plan these kind of trips. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, originally the reason I had gotten interested is that, uh, the original trip was to go to go to Australia and I always wanted to go to Australia still do to this day. And so we had it, but not enough people signed up. So she changed it to Italy and Greece. And I was kind of like, okay, why not go to Italy and Greece? And so, yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> I went with a bunch of my classmates uh, to Italy and then, and then we went to Greece and it was just, you know, a great experience. It was wonderful. Yeah. Um, and Rome was, we said two days in Rome. I think we had two days in Florence to, we went uh, two days in Rome, went to the Malfi coast and then over to, to Greece. Uh, and uh, so it's, it, you know, it's a, it's a beautiful place. I mean, the, for some reason, romances have been stuck on Italy this year. The, uh, uh, the Italian uh. tourism ha board has been doing a great <laughs> job because there's been, I think, five movies on on Hallmark Channel set in Italy or or Italian restaurants, one or the other. Wow. And, uh, yeah. And then there's this and then Love in the Villa, which we'll talk about. So there, everybody's been uh, thinking about Italy a lot. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I guess <laughs> if you're thinking romantic destinations, then there's what? There's France, there's Italy, mm -hmm. there's Greece. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe, yeah, I don't know. And then you see what, I guess they see what they can accommodate, right? In their mm -hmm. budget or something. Yeah. Yeah. We've had some different ones with Hallmark. We've had, we had one in, that was set in a movie that was set in Brussels, which was fun. Something oh, different. That's yeah, a, yeah. Unique place. <laughs> mm -hmm. And we had one set in Africa. Not, it wasn't the best movie, but we had one, <laughs> of course, lots set in the islands. So it was Hawaii or, or yeah, you know, someplace, yeah, Fiji, yeah. a lot of there. Um, Ireland is probably the second most popular. Italy and then Ireland. Oh. Yeah, there's a lot set in Ireland. Okay, okay, interesting. <laughs> Including a really good one called The Presence of Love that was one of the best from Hallmark this year that you think you'd like. 
the presence of it was it said in presence Ireland. of love it's it said said in Ireland, Ireland. Yeah. oh okay yeah. yeah it was yeah, good yeah, yeah but people have been obsessed with Italy this year and this is one of them love and gelato yeah. yeah and yeah I I liked it again because I thought her performance was strong I liked her character I liked her journey um and uh yeah I and so what did you think of love and gelato <laughs> Oh no! <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think I mean, you were talking about this, right? That I think you're the only one who went fresh on on rotten I feel tomatoes. Like it, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I did not go fresh. I think I went rotten. I think uh, I agree with you that I think she she is good, right? But I think um, the moving parts around her needed a little bit more work. And I think I don't know. Like I think that the romances, like I think the Alexandro, whatever that romance, I thought it was kind of weak. Mm-hmm. When they meet, you're not quite sure what what exactly like you know draws them into each other. I mean, I guess it's just like they're both hot, maybe I don't know. Like I guess yeah. it's the only incentive you need to like fall in love. <laughs> so and I don't know, like the whole chase around the opera place or something was kind of bizarre. Like there there are some like yeah, that was a little moments. long. Yeah. There are some really like sweet moments I thought, but I think I think my qualm is that it felt like there were too many like movies in one movie. Like I mm-hmm. felt like it was taking inspiration from like lots of other um film narratives, right? So you have like something like the Sisterhood of the Traveling Bands, like you know, that whole uh go to a foreign country and fall in love thing. Mm-hmm. Then you have like the Lizzie McGuire aspect. I even felt like it was a bit Princess Diaries kind esque. Mm-hmm. Right. So I th- I felt that Well there's there like Roman Holiday, of, of course, too. Yeah, yeah. Of I course. felt like there were a lot of things happening and that kind of um crowded. I think they made the the screenplay really, really like crowded and busy and not it it didn't allow for a lot, I think, of emotional payoffs because she does go through, like you said, right, um, quite an emotional journey, right, reckoning with, you know, um, her mom's past in Italy, mm-hmm. right, you know, um, her father, you know, so so I felt like, um, that should have been like the base. So I think they needed to choose, right? Do you want to be like a fun rom com set in Italy, right, or do you want to do like a self discovery? coming of age kind of thing so I felt like they tried to do everything and Mm -hmm. then it made like some parts not work as much and yeah 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 I mean that's fair that's uh, I I wouldn't disagree with that I mean I guess I liked it just enough you know to give it yeah because of her performance because of uh the um journey that she went on was moving enough I was invested enough but it's not like a masterpiece or anything. <laughs> and I thought, I guess I thought that the romance, the two guys were, were dreamy enough uh, that I was, I was entertained enough. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I can understand your points. That, yeah. yeah that, that definitely that opera scene went on really long. Uh, and I do think that they kind of keep both guys um, likable to an extent that it might have worked better if they'd had one that was the more obvious choice because it leaves you sort of like I don't know which one I'm supposed to be rooting for with this yeah like I, I, they tried to saddle them each with like some kind of obstacle right which created yeah. a lot more you know um, busyness right so like you know Alessandro has like you know he was with some girl right or he has like the whole like you know oh, I'm a rich father boy. and he's rich 
yeah thing going on and then lorenzo had the girlfriend right and then you know uh and the whole sh- you know one to be chef kind of thing so there was all that like yeah so i felt like they created a lot of obstacles to like the pairings mm-hmm. that it made it like kind of difficult because it's like it was if it just had been one relationship right then if there mm-hmm. was one obstacle i guess you could kind of get behind it yeah or but now you, yeah you can have the two guys but make one sort of the more obvious choice yeah 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 but uh but yeah so i'm gonna i would give this a uh out of out of four i would give this a three okay i think i'm on a 1.5 (laughs) (laughs) all right so we won't talk long about this because we did a whole episode of the podcast about it but we have persuasion on the 15th of july this is Dakota Johnson, Cosmo Jarvis, Henry Golding, director Carrie Cracknell. Eight years after Anne Elliott was persuaded not to marry a dashing man of humble origins, they meet again. Will she seize her second chance at true love? And I was really looking forward to this. You know, I love my, I love me my Jane Austen. And even when the trailer came out, everybody was super upset. And I was like, just give it a chance. It's going to be good. It's going to be good. <sighs> It was not good. It was bad. It was bad. It was so disappointing. I don't know what they were thinking. I get that you need to try something different, but you need to at least have some ties back to the original novel. I yeah, I yeah. can appreciate uh, creative decisions. I am way more uh, open to movies like Pride and Prejudice and Zombies and movies that other people like I'm not a strict traditionalist by any means when it comes to Austin, yeah. but yeah. even Pride and Prejudice and Zombies, Elizabeth at least she is Elizabeth. Like it's yeah. her character. This it had nothing to do with Anne Elliot at all, and that was Comfy. frustrating to me. And and she's all talking to the the breaking the fourth wall, getting drunk all the time, being sassy. It just was not her character at all. Like, yeah. yeah. If you want to make another story, then fine, make another story, but don't add out of uh, persuasion and have it have nothing to do with the original story. Yeah. Yeah, I think um, you're right, right? Like, I think even if it's a loose adaptation, I think, you know, if you're going to adapt something, then you have to have the bones of the characters be there in some way. Like, even like Fire Island, I really enjoyed Mm -hmm. because I think the basic um, foundation and even the characterization was all there, right? Like, Mm -hmm. these characters, you could tell who was Lizzie, you could tell who was Darcy, right? Like, Mm -hmm. it was clearly there. So if you're going to do like a, you know, a loose interpretation, it still has to have that. You know, then mm-hmm. why bother? I, I just name yeah. it something else. Then you know, if you don't, you yeah. don't want to add that persuasion. Yeah. So yeah. and yeah, I don't know. Yeah, and then they have Henry Golding as Mr. Elliot, and I feel like they lost their nerve. They cast him, and and then they make him the like hero of the story, <laughs> and the end is like his wedding, and saying. Oh, don't worry to to be brave and love whoever you want to love and whatever. I'm like. <laughs> <laughs> it was oh bad it yeah, was really yeah. bad and they had Dakota Johnson and Cosmo Jarvis had no chemistry at all and yes, they weren't even agree. really given a chance to have chemistry because it's already a story with very little stakes you know it's a very simple story uh, but uh, they have this scene in the middle of the movie where they decide that oh well they're going to be friends 
and it's okay that yeah. they're going to be friends, which <laughs> doesn't make any sense because the whole point of the story is building up this tension of like, is he still resentful of her? Is, you know, she's, is she, she, and she gets more sort of sad and desperate and, uh, and he's getting more and more jealous. So when you have that scene in the middle of the movie, it takes out all of the stakes of, are they going to be together? Are they going to, uh, all that tension that's there. Yeah. Is gone because yeah okay they're gonna be friends I guess yeah yeah you're right I mean I think the the tension was just not there like I don't even know what I'm waiting for am I waiting yeah. for these two boring people to get together I'm like why am I <laughs> care I don't care right like yeah they like you said there's really no like they didn't build any kind of chemistry between the two of them he was just I don't know I don't know they did they, they can't communicate longing for some reason. You know, like he looks confused <laughs> every time he looks at her. And I'm like, is that longing? You know, is that, you know, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I mean, you've watched the 2007 uh, adaptation, right? The one yeah. with uh, Sally Hawkins. I like that one. Yeah. I think they, you know, even, you know, um, even if it's like a bit too, you know, it, they did similar things, right? Like the running in the street. <laughs> she does yeah. break the fourth wall-ish, right? She stares at the yeah, camera a lot. Bit. Yeah, but I I thought that they were able to communicate like that longing and that melancholy like so well, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Like I think there was a similar scene where the um Dakota Johnsons and Elliot is like looking across, right? At I think they're having the party or something, and she couldn't go because the sister was like, "You should stay and take care of the sick child," right? And yeah. and she like dumps wine on her head or something. She's like drunk. Right, it was so and, bizarre. Yeah, it compared to the two thousand and seven one, which had a similar scene where she goes out into like the garden area and looks at the lighted window, right? Mm-hmm. And you can feel that longing. It's like similarly staged, but like so bizarrely different. Like yeah, yeah so I don't know. It was really yeah, it was and, a very strange When you have Jane Austen, don't sub in your own literature, your own screenplay of like a five in London is a ten. I mean a five in. Uh, yeah, five in London is a ten in Bath. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> it was a big miss. Persuasion. It was very disappointing. Uh, what um, rating would you give it? Um, I think a one point five. Yeah, mainly because I think the go the Gotha Johnson does try. I think she does. Um, when they give her the space to be melancholic, to be you know, I think she does communicate that feelings quite well. And uh, I like Henry Golding, <laughs> even though I thought the characterization wasn't exactly spot on. But um, I did enjoy when he was there. Yeah. So I think it's a, a one point five. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think they, I don't know why they didn't just have him be Wentworth. I don't really understand the casting. Yeah, they have more that, chemistry, right? The two of them. Yeah. You know, weirdly. Yeah. yeah. Him and Miss Clay. <laughs> Evidently. <laughs> We're supposed to be excited about that. Rooting for the marriage. Oh, boy. Um, all right. Then we had uh, on the 1st of September, we have Love in the Villa, Cat Graham and Tom Hooper, director, writer, Mark Stephen Johnson, who I have interviewed here on this podcast. So you want to check that out. Um, a young woman takes a trip to romantic Verona, Italy after a breakup only to find that the villa she reserved was double booked and she'll have to share her vacation with a cynical British man. This movie had so much potential. I was hyped for it. I gave it uh, my most hyped score in the preview. I was really looking forward to it. 
And boy, did it disappoint. It was just not what I wanted at all. And we were talking about how it seems like it should be easy to write a romantic comedy. I know that it's not, but I do think that we make it, we overcomplicate it sometimes. And, and this was just, should have just been a base hit, you know, like easy, got it. Um, and I don't know, just the, the decisions that they made were so strange um, yeah. And having it be this uh, this prank or kind of thing that it comes into where they're just so mean to each other. Like, literally, she could have killed him on several instances. And I, I just didn't see what his behavior was that made that kind of attack worthy of that. I didn't think, I mean, he lets her stay there. He, I mean, he's maybe a little bit of a jerk, but nothing that... I mean, he he literally could have died. Yeah, I mean, he, yeah. to these cats. And oh my god! I don't know. Yeah. It just was bizarre and not romantic at all. And uh, I, I just was very disappointed. <laughs> yeah, I mean, completely. I agree with you so much on the fact that I don't understand the inciting incident that makes her go on this rampage on him. Right, because he they've agreed, right? They've agreed yeah. to share the space. He he wasn't doing anything douchebaggy, right? Like he was quite you know, I mean, given the fact that he most likely had the advanced reservation, right? He's been staying in this place, he's got dibs kind of, right? But he's been quite mm. okay about it. And the only like thing that I could fathom was that there was no air conditioning in the place, right? And that kind of tripped her up or something. But that's not his fault. Like, yeah, I it's understand. not his fault. Yeah, I don't understand why even the, the, the friend from school encourages her to, like, be nasty. And, I don't know, the way she did it, I felt like allergies is something you don't mess with. It's yeah. like, you could kill someone. Like, you don't know how allergic he is, right? Or how bad the allergies can get, right? And, mm-hmm. I don't know, it was just like, I cannot, I don't think I could fall in love with someone who did that to me. <laughs> like, no. I would hold a grudge <laughs> my entire life like yeah I don't know uh, and I think her pranks are more severe than his yeah like, like he, yeah, he <laughs> doesn't let her her luggage get delivered and she almost kills him they're not <laughs> the same yeah and he goes to jail I'm like what like yeah. yeah I don't understand how he can like you know and I don't I don't always like it when they kind of excuse it as weird or and quirky you know they're like oh it's she's weird right she's this like neurotic she's got her own brand of weirdness right mm-hmm. she's got to find a guy that kind of jibes with that weirdness I feel like no one can jibe with that weirdness like it's on another level <laughs> yeah and I don't think anybody is as is really that into Romeo and Juliet. Yeah, like that's bizarre. That's strange that you would be so into it in that way, right? Because it's not, I mean, it's a tragic romance. It's not like, I don't know. Like if they had made it Roman Holiday, I mean, I guess it's not Verona, but like that makes way more sense. Or I don't know, just anything other than, it was just, it was just weird and not romantic and not funny. I guess they were trying to go for big laughs, which was just, I don't know. I, yeah, it reminded I me not, of, yeah. I, I recently watched when in Rome uh, with Kristen oh, Bell and that's yeah. terrible. Yeah. And they, and also kind of mean spirited. And that's what this one kind of reminded me of. Yeah. 
and I think I like you said I had a, a lot of high hopes for it because I love Cat Graham, and mm-hmm. I think uh Tom Hopper is like really charismatic and funny. Mm-hmm. And I feel like they didn't like utilize the talents of their cast, right? Mm-hmm. Like these people could have, you know, I think they yeah. could have done really well. Yeah. Yeah. The screenplay was just no. Yeah. And this is a nitpick, but I also didn't feel like they styled her very well. I felt like her dresses were I not agree. very flattering and were strange. Uh, the length of them, the way that they cut her off right at the, uh, at her chest. Um, I don't know. I, I just, even that I didn't think really worked. And uh, I don't know, just nothing was doing her any favors. She tried her best, uh, but I don't yeah. know, just didn't I work. agree about the costuming. I thought that they were really ugly and they didn't flatter yeah. her at all. She's so beautiful, right? And mm-hmm. I'm like, and she's always wearing dresses with the same cut, right? Mm-hmm. Which just don't look, I don't know. I don't think it would look good on anyone. I don't no. know. Um and they, I think they're going for like a period kind of vibe to it because it had like a bodice and, mm-hmm. you know, something. But I don't know. It was, and they made her wear like that weird scarf and it just didn't work. Yeah. Yeah. So weird. Uh, and like I so said, the way it cut off her bust and, and it was just not very flattering and uh, weird patterns, uh, combinations of patterns. Uh, there was one that had sort of fluffy. A fluffy top to it and it was just I don't know it, it, so even that didn't work for me I, I mean I hate to focus on clothes because but it was just one other thing that I thought they just got it wrong on this movie yeah and was she wearing heels I feel like she was traipsing through mm-hmm. Rorona in heels it just it didn't really make a lot of sense <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think yeah when you're yeah, like on a I mean, tour, right yeah so I I would give this one uh I don't know. I liked it I give it a one, I guess. I like it less than a perfect pairing. I would rather watch yeah. that too. I think I'm on a one as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Well then there was That's Amore. This was on or That's Amore. Um that's on the twenty fifth of August. Riley Dandy, Isaac Gonzalez. Um, and this is director Sean Paul Pacino, Ali Ashford, John Dushi, and Tiffany DuPont writers. After her job and relationship implode on the same day, Sophia starts from scratch and meets a dashing Spanish chef who might be her missing ingredient. So this movie was was fun enough, but uh, the problem was is that uh, they didn't make Sophia's character very likable. Yeah, like, she's annoyed with her mom for signing up for these cooking classes like i mean may i be so cursed as my mom signs me up for cooking classes with a with a hot spanish chef (laughs) i mean it didn't seem like that she was just so rude to her mom when it seemed like her mom was being very nice you know and helping her and giving her a place to live and um and i don't know the even the food scenes weren't as romantic as they kind of should have been. I didn't hate it, but I I didn't think the chemistry was that great, and I just disliked her as a character, so that hurt it a lot. Yeah, I I, I agree with you. I thought she was really rude, um, unnecessarily so. Like even yeah. in class, she was like saying kind of a bunch of rude things about mm-hmm. like, oh, that's it. You know, we're just making an omelet, and you know, and she just had a lot of like I don't understand why he would be taken 
with her. Yeah. Like, why would you, like, you know, like, why yeah. would you, like, it's the same thing with love in the villa, right? Like, why would you fall in love with someone who, you know, is like that, right? Um, mm-hmm. You know, uh, and I felt like, I think, um, I don't know, I think the rom-com formula of having the ex come back and, mm. you know, be an obstacle is, is a similar, it's a similar thing, right? Love in the villa did the same thing you know, with the exes come back and then there's some kind of obstacle. But I feel like it kind of, you know, you've got to do it right. Otherwise, it just clutters up the movie, you know, and then you are, we are spent, you know, um, our our time and attention is spent on this other thing when, you know, you could be focused on the central romance instead. Yeah. So, um, yeah, yeah. I mean, I thought that it had potential, but it didn't really like, I mean, I think it's, better than some of these other ones but yeah um yeah i didn't really get there also yeah yeah i would give it to 2.5 yeah i think um i think i'm on a two yeah Mm -hmm. yeah all right last one we're gonna talk about is look both ways this is on august 17th lily reinhardt danny ramirez and aisha d Director Wanuri Kahiyu and writer April Proser. It's on the eve of her college graduation. Natalie's life diverges into parallel realities, one in which she becomes pregnant and remains in her hometown to raise her child, and another which she moves to LA to pursue her dream career. So, what did you think of this one? Um, I I enjoyed it more than I think all these other ones. Uh, yeah. I thought that she had decent chemistry with both the men. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought Danny Ramirez is is really good. Has like I think he could communicate like love really well. Like he emotes so good. We'd like to take a second from this episode of the podcast to celebrate our sponsor of this episode, and that is the Hallmarkies Patreon. Do you love Hallmarkies podcast? Do you want an inside scoop into what happens on the podcast? Do you want early access to episodes and loads of cool perks? Now is the time to become a patron of Hallmarkies Podcast. By becoming a patron, you get to access our patron Facebook group. You can request episodes or even be a guest on the podcast. And most importantly, any patron can join our monthly movie watch-alongs with stars like Paul Campbell, Natalie Hall, and more. It's as low as $2 a month to join in and become a special part of the Hallmarkies family. Please consider, and we will love you forever. Go to patreon.com slash hallmarkies. That's patreon.com slash hallmarkies. Those parts were really good. I think the problem was is that they ignored a lot of the realities, I think, of having a child. Like, they kind of made it seem that, you know, yeah, I mean, of course, right? I mean, the idea is that, you know, if you do have one or you don't, uh, she's going to be okay either way, right? I think that's the message of the movie, right? You know? Um, but I think that, you know, a lot of, I think, I don't know, like this financial kind of reality to having a child, like, I think none of that was kind of explored, right? Um, you know, and I think the, the, the movement towards her success was really quick, right? Uh, I think, you know, lots of people spend a lot of time or a lot of years working on projects and then, you know, not, not to have instant success, right? Mm-hmm. I, she got like it, it happened like really quickly right you know like oh I, I did this one project right and then it blew up you know so uh, I felt in that way that it was a bit simplistic narratively 
right? That yeah, uh, yeah, that now stakes. I think yeah. Who knew getting a short uh, at South by Southwest is the is the ticket? <laughs> <laughs> We've been doing of, the wrong thing, Rachel. All these I think a lot of short directors. <laughs> would argue with that yeah the whole depiction of animation as a career is probably not like super accurate yeah yeah <laughs> in this yeah. also like the fact that there's these animators that are like super famous i mean within the animation world sure there's ones that we know and yeah. uh, that are that are uh you know great at their jobs but i i don't really think they have like actual fan fangirls you know out there like my yeah. dream job is to work i mean i think your dream job is to work for pixar uh, you know or something like that as opposed to i don't know particular animator but it doesn't matter i mean that 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 doesn't matter um i did when the the guy that she's dating in the um la reality when he says that there should be a live action version of spirited <laughs> away i died i was like okay <laughs> That's the deal breaker in this relationship. <laughs> Leave that man now. Was I was surprised that it kind of ended well. I don't know. Like um, I like thought I thought maybe, somehow uh, she was gonna end up with with Danny Ramirez's character in both realities. That's what I, I, I thought, thought as well. Like yeah, but they kind of like you know um throw to, you off, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, so the idea is is that either way she's okay. Yeah. Um, and as far as like the reality of having a child and everything like that, I mean, she did have, she could, she ended up, you know, staying with her parents, um, yeah. and, uh, and them, you know, helping her raise Rosie. But I did feel like it was unrealistic that he would be as present as he was, you know, when they're not an actual couple, but they behaved yeah. like a couple. Yeah. Um. And uh, so, I mean, I think he would be supportive, but would he? I don't know. Just the way they were acting was very couplish through the whole thing until yeah. finally he he has this other relationship that then is easily quickly just you know discarded. Yeah. Um, I didn't like that she she leaves. She goes to visit her friend finally, and she finds out that there's somebody else vis- uh, babysitting Rosie, her daughter. And so she picks up and leaves uh, because she's so upset about that and leaves her friend who's been planning this whole trip and everything and, and, you know, blames as an excuse that it's her daughter when like her parents are right there. Why wouldn't she just call them and be like, you check in on Rosie and make sure everything's okay. Yeah. She wouldn't need to fly back after only being there for one day. I mean, that whole plot and I hate it when people kind of blame the children on on their rudeness yeah blame their rudeness on their children when you're just (laughs) you're just being rude (laughs) yeah like i understood what they were trying to do which basically says like you know once you have a child your child is your whole life you know the idea that Mm -hmm. they will always come first right be be you know before your own needs uh but you're right right i think sometimes a lot of the practical realities are just not kind of thought about mm-hmm. right like you know um yeah, yeah her parents are right there why can't she just call them you know unless they kind of said like oh maybe the parents are also using the time to go on a vacation or something like that right like create i think more plausibility um yeah or why wouldn't she just talk to the babysitter and be like okay what's your name who are you you know like let's figure this out i feel yeah. like yeah you yeah. do that before flying all the way yeah over um yeah and i mean they they kind of have her as uh 
as she was like working as a barista and stuff like that to support Rosie, um, you know, which is fine. Uh, but yeah, they, they do kind of gloss over um, some of those things. I, but overall it was still pretty cute. I liked Lily Reinhardt. I thought she was good. Yeah, uh, she's good. Yeah. And I, I don't think I've seen her in anything before. So um, she was in that Amazon film with, uh, I can't remember the name, but it was like, it was a, it was a love, it was a romance also. Um, it's with that guy who did a Christmas movie, Dash and Lily's something. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. No, I did. That's in Ireland. She goes to Ireland, right? No. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I talk about the right movie. <laughs> I can't remember. It, she de- no, it definitely was not in Ireland. It was like at American high school. Oh, Chemical Hearts. Yes, yes, that's the one. Oh mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I'm thinking of I'm thinking of something different. Uh, but <laughs> yeah, I mean this was this was this was cute. It was a fun idea, and uh, I I would give it three point five. Yeah, um, I think I went fresh on this on yeah. Rotten Tomatoes. I think it, it would be like about a 2.5 for me. Mm-hmm. That fresh? Yeah. yeah, kind of freshish. Precious. Yeah. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> <laughs> well, let us know if you've seen any of these movies. We'd love to hear your thoughts uh, and uh, which one you liked the best out of the group. I, yeah, I think Look Both Ways was my favorite, although I did enjoy Love and Gelato. So those were the two. But um, but yeah, <laughs> work harder, do better, Netflix. You, you can make good stuff. I mean, we, uh, I've really enjoyed the Tall the Boys movies. I really enjoyed Single All the Way. I thought that was great. So you can make good stuff. It's just not been a great year for Netflix rom coms. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah. I think there are good ones, right? But you know, um, yeah. of late, you know, I haven't seen a lot of good ones recently. Yeah. yeah. But well, we'll get there, I guess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So real quick, I was just going to say, so I recommend Always Be My Maybe and the Guernsey Literary Potato Peel Pie Society. If you're jonesing for a Netflix rom-com, those are both really good. Yeah. I might. Uh, and I recommend uh, Set It Up. I think everyone loves Set It Up. And uh, mm-hmm. this other movie that I, I just discovered called Love and Leashes. Um, it's about the BDSM community but it's really good it's really good mm-hmm. like um i think it, it does a really good job of exploring that community and you know and the whole dynamic and the romance is really sweet and cute mm-hmm. yeah so i recommend those two that sounds good yeah all right well where can people follow you and read your reviews <laughs> uh they, you can follow me on twitter at lit my soul uh, L-I-T-M-Y-S-O-U-L uh, if you want to read my work uh, and my scathing <laughs> persuasion review uh, <laughs> I'm on culturedvouchers.com we do uh, film, books TV, wrestling uh, games, yeah, so check us out yeah. yeah, and you can find me at Rachel's Reviews, all of our social media iTunes, YouTube, and on Rotten Tomatoes so check that out, also make sure that you're following the podcast at Homeworkies Pod Homeworkies podcast, all of our social media. And if you are listening on iTunes, please leave your ratings and reviews. We really appreciate it. Five stars. It helps us a lot and people to be able to find the podcast. 
And uh, if you are watching on YouTube, please give the video a thumbs up and subscribe to the channel. We appreciate that so much. We also have the patron group and merch store. So take a look at that. And uh, thanks so much, everybody. We'll talk to you later. Bye. Bye.